What's up everybody? It's Janan. Welcome to the Honest Room. Let's keep it honest. Hey guys, welcome to the Honest Room. I'm here with best-selling author, screenwriter, Terry Woods. Hello, how are you? Oh gosh, I'm doing so good. I have been <laughs> a fan of your books since I've started reading, since I was old enough to know what type of books I wanted to read. Well, and thank so you so I'm, much. Thank you. And I'm so excited to have you here today because you still, you managed to have so much going on with your books and turning them into movies and just continuing the stories, writing sequels. I can't wait to pluck your brain. I have, I have been uh, keeping a little busy over the years, actually. Very busy. So I feel like this is probably a standard first question. What got you started as an author? Um, well, for me, I didn't really think of myself as an author. I was, you know, people don't realize I wrote True to the Game in 1992. I got the book copywritten in 1993. So it's like really like 28 years old. And so when I started, I was just always writing poetry and daydreaming, and I was working in a law firm as a legal secretary. Um, I tell this story in depth in my new memoir, Carrie's Game, um, exactly what happened, how it happened, um, and everything that transpired. But, you know, there was, for folks that don't know my story, I started uh, with a handmade book that was typed on a typewriter and I started selling them out the trunk of my car. And that was in 1998. Um, but there was a woman who was really beneficial to me from the law firm and her name was Maureen Kelly. And she's no longer with us, but she was just so beneficial to when I look back, you know, for her to take me under her wing. I mean, she literally helped put True to the Game together. She really believed in that book and she really believed in me. So for me to be a young black girl from West Philly, um, I had just gotten my first job in a law firm and I was working like really hard. And, you know, she noticed me in there and she noticed she noticed my work and she noticed my book and she helped me. And so uh, that's how it sort of all started. And like I said, it was just like basic daydreaming, but the full, full story is in Terry's game. It's in my new memoir. How I got started, how I did everything, um, and everything that I was told to do by other people. It's all in there. So I guess this is a good time right now, since you just mentioned Terry's game. When will we be able to purchase and have our copies of Terry's game? Oh, you can go to terrysgame.com and order that. Especially oh. if you're trying to write a book if you're trying to get into the book business, if you want to know what to do or, you know, like I said, it's, a, it's sort of like a step-by-step -step tutorial in self-publishing. It's everything I learned along the way and how I learned it. And it's everything that sort of was going on while you were reading those books. So while everybody was reading, I was going through my own personal, like, tumultuous hell. And it, it just never ended. And so it's sort of a look behind the scenes of everything that was going on behind the scenes at that time, I would say from like 2000 to 2010, when everybody was reading books prior to the internet. It was, it was very amazing. It was a big time. And so uh, you had a lot of urban authors and you had a lot of independent business. Just, just, to, give you an, just, just to give people an idea of, of what I mean and explaining how we were doing business. And, and this is prior to the internet, so people don't really understand self-traditional publishing. So this book is how to do self-traditional publishing. And it's not how to do publishing through the internet, which I don't really understand and I don't really do. So this is like how I put a book together, what I need to do to put that book together, and then I'm going to go print that book myself. Now, whether I make that book available on the internet is something different, but I'm going to go print this book. And so Terry's Game is a memoir, but 
Like I said, it's also a tutorial of everything that we were going through at that time. And just to give you a little idea of how things worked, if you wrote a book, I would say uh, between 2000, especially up to say maybe 2008, 2009, uh, before there started to be a little bit of, of, of discord with distribution. But even in the black market, if you had a book and you wrote your book and you printed your book, you could take your book down to Larry and Gail in Brooklyn, or you could take your book to A&B. And just to give you an idea um, how powerful our black distributors were, like I would say, minimally speaking, uh easy 25,000 a month. Oh, wow. So now we're in business. Now we're doing business because now you have a black person who writes a book and then you have this black author who writes this book, who, who self-publishes this book. So now this is a black publisher and then this black publisher takes the book down to Brooklyn and gives it to black distribution and the black distribution uh, is able to fulfill orders into all of the black bookstores. And so we're talking a multi-million dollar business, not just for myself, but for everybody at that time. And until the internet came in 2010, like we were just all making millions of dollars, all of us, anybody who had their own book from 2000 to 2010. And this was a long time with me where I was doing what I was doing. And then I, my competition at that time was Vicki Stringer, who had a company called Triple Crown. And, you know, not to take anything away from what I did or not to put any, you know, not to not to say, oh, my God, she's talking about her. But to acknowledge that this woman, that this black woman was so successful that not only did, you know, was she my competition and, and my arch nemesis and who I got up to battle every day, which I love my story. I am going to be making my movie. I should be on Lifetime right now. This is epic. But this woman had a hundred books and 34 authors and nobody said their name. Wow. And she ran her own business for years. And we battled one another. I sued her. Bitch! It's Daniel. It's like now. <laughs> I just want to say shout out to Vicky Stringer. Thank you, Vicky, because you know I would never tell you, I would never call you a bunch of bitches and tell you to eat a penis without getting you to approve it first. And of course, she did for me in writing, and she called my book a hit. And I made sure that she called me a bunch of bitches too. <laughs> so it worked. You know, uh, you know, there's an equal, there's an equal amount of you dumb bitch. I fucking hate you. And we're going to fight this to the tooth and nail. And I can't believe you're over there fucking writing books and publishing like I am. Because remember, I had no competition and I didn't have anybody that was writing books, especially urban books. I didn't have anybody that I had to be bothered with being my competitor. And so I was, you know, I was forced. <laughs> now I want to really help people. Back then, I was like, oh, my God, is, are they writing a book, too? Oh, Jesus, let me go write something <laughs> and be even better. And so that's how it was. It was friendly competition, though. Um, and I never really wished anybody bad. And I don't think anybody really totally like I mean, I don't think it was that bad amongst us. But it's brutal business. It's worse than the record business. People don't realize how brutal the publishing industry is, especially uh, for women and especially for black women. And so I just think that those doors that got opened um, and whatever was done uh, with, the, you know, people seeing us making all this money or seeing me uh, out there selling my book and making, you know, away from myself and, um, you know, opening up this industry and it, it ultimately started a genre. Um you know, I, I'm just really grateful that can, people continued to go through that door because had they not continued to go through that door, then nothing that I was doing would have mattered. And, um, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful. I actually, I, I really agree with the fact that because once you open a door, I think it's important that the door is still getting used. 
Like people are still coming. In I mean, and out well, of it. if you if nobody follows you, then you can't be a leader. Yep. And if you know, and so I I take the um I take I take I I I'm very humble, but I I also know exactly what was done. I know the kind of money that um, I projected into the economy. I know the kind of money that uh, we were all generating in, in, as blacks in business. And um, I'm very proud to have been a part of that. You know, I've been in business for 20 years. And so as a black woman in business, it's, it's one of the things that I'm most, most proud of. I 100% agree with that. And I actually want to ask you, what was the first moment when you realized my book is a success? Like, what was that personal moment for you? When I opened up that big black box and had the black card and a letter from Ken Chenault. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, there's a level of success as a independent businesswoman and to uh, have the pleasure of uh, being that good in business that I was able to get myself to those kind of levels. Um, to uh, have the contacts and people uh, that were in my life and uh you know, I, I, I knew um, that I had um, tremendous earning power and, um, and I, uh, I, I, I did, uh, I did what, what, what I was supposed to do. Um, and I ran a business. I ran a very tight ship. I ultimately would have offices in the Empire State Building. Uh, I started out on 26th and Broadway and uh, around the corner from me was 25th and Broadway where, you know, I, I was, uh, this is New York City, so this is very early in 2000. I got the, uh, I got henchmen, I got Jimmy henchmen, Tone Booth, Lamont <laughs> henchmen, uh, down the street, you got Violator Records, you got, um, you know, Chris Lighty, Mona Scott, this is before Love and Hip Hop, this is when, you know, the block was really, really hot. And then, you know, and by 04, 05, I want to say Jay-Z would come on the block with 4040. Yeah. You know, okay, so, I know exactly. I, I, you know, it was it was really hot. By the time Jay-Z came, I had to go. It was, I couldn't make it to the, I couldn't get to the, I couldn't get to the garage. It's, it's not safe out here. It's not safe. <laughs> not safe. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going up in the Empire State Building. I'm out. I'm out. I'm off the block. So, you know, I have one of the hot, you know, down the street, had Puffy, had Justin's on 21st and Broadway back then. And then the other building that was really hot was like 40th and 8th Avenue, which was the rock. We called it the Rockefeller Building back then. And so, you know, this was this was around that time when, like I said, um, I'm going up in this Empire State Building because y'all y'all not grabbing me out here. I got to go. It's 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 real hectic over here. So <laughs> it's too many too many people over here. But um, but yeah, it it was it was it was it was a great run. It opened up the doors. Um, I I don't know what to say. Like I said, when I think about it, um, you know, and and to be able to go and write a book about that time and about how we were doing things and how we were moving money, how we were moving books, how we did business, uh, how we had this whole like underground black market uh, and everybody was millionaires. This is the and, movie I need to see. Yeah, honey, because let me tell you, you come off that internet, you're going to get it out here. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all better read Terry's game because you come up off that internet, baby. We back in business, Jack. So, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, these young folks, I don't think they understand their power. Um, and, and, I, and I do believe that the, 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 the traditional self-publishing of where you can control and be in the driver's seat, print your books and sell your books, and, you know, listen, there's a there's there's power in that business. Let me just say this. Let me just say this. And that's what I want you to understand. This is business. If I have if I have something, okay, 
yeah. and I and you come to me and you say I want to buy that okay I'm gonna say fine this is how much it costs it's very important that you place your order with me and I deliver the service. I'll give you an example. It's like a t-shirt. If you order a t-shirt from me, I'm getting ready to have the truth of the game in a Dutch t-shirt. If you order a t-shirt from me, it's very important that I see that order. No, 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 no. I don't want to hear nothing about the guy who who's gonna he say, oh, I'll make the shirt for you. I'll do it. I'll do it. You're going to do what? Hold on, homie. What you say you're going to do? No, you're not going to do nothing. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to get the order. I love that. I'll I love send you the, the order. You don't take no order for me. You don't fill no order for me and give me no number at the end of the... How, I'm sorry. What you say? How many shirts we sold? Two. I've been promoting and promoting and promoting. I only sold 100, 100 shirts. No, 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 no. I tell you what we're going to do. All the orders are going to come to me. Even if I want to give you the order and you fill the order because you're going to make the teeth, that's fine. But I got to see my order. I see every order. And so until we get to that point, that's called business. There has to be an exchange. And so a lot of things that crippled us from us being able to be millionaires from our content and our books the internet, I can't, you know, once I put that file out there, they just give me a number. I don't, but before, Larry used to call me, Larry need 5,000 books. Okay, well, let me do his invoice because fourteen ninety five, and I get four. I get I get forty percent. Larry gets sixty percent. So whatever 40% is of 5,000 books, What's that? I sell five thousand books to Larry every month. Call him right now. Times fourteen ninety five times forty percent. Oh, that's thirty thousand. Woo! Well, you were killing. Y'all were killing it. Yeah, that's every month, and that's just from Larry. And 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 let's not get into the chapter with the IRS, cause that's cause Larry done passed me over a hundred. <laughs> Brooklyn done passed out over a hundred thousand dollars worth of bad checks and got me audited and shit. But that's another story. Don't worry about that. This is the whole point. The point is, <laughs> okay, fourteen ninety five times five thousand books. That's seventy four thousand dollars. So back then, if I printed 5,000 books and I sold 5,000 books right quick and I'm getting $7 a book, even if I'm getting this from Ingram and Baker and Taylor, I was getting seven. If I was getting uh, the 40% from Larry, that was five something. I was getting close to six. So five thousand. that's why 5,000 books times $6 is coming up to 30,000. So if I sell 5,000 copies of Dutch, y'all already know how many y'all done read. Okay. <laughs> So that was business. And that's what Terry's game is about. How we did business and how we actually profited and really, really was able to do groundbreaking things prior to the internet. That's that's Terry's game. That's my new book. And and it also is everything you need to know about self-publishing or about traditional self-publishing which is what I do. And I love that you're giving us that, both of those outlooks, because I think it's really, we're so in this digital age that we don't, a lot of us, like, like I don't really, I have no idea what it was like when we were at, people were actually like selling books and going to the bookstore or like record stores. Yeah, well, you gotta like do that. some work. You're gonna have to mail your own book. You're gonna have to sell your own book. You're gonna have to ship your own book. You're gonna have to go do events. You might have to sell it as you go along out the trunk of the car from your own website. You can still list it on Amazon, but you can list it through the seller marketplace and let them ask you to fill your order for the book. You don't let somebody else print and fill your orders. And so it's just been little things that I'm looking at and little things as I go along. And so I hope Terry's game is influential in helping people see another way that they can actually make a stream of revenue um, with a book in print which I value. So that's just, you know, my plight. That's me. So. And I love that. And I, I'm actually really excited to read Terry's game now. Like, I, whew, 
Oh, I know it's gonna be good. Oh, well, you're also gonna love it because it all, like I said, it, it goes through all the personal, a little bit of my personal life, and it's very tragic. And people don't know the things that I was dealing with behind the scenes. Um, everybody thinks that it's just, um, I don't know. Sometimes I, I, I don't know if people realize all the work that I really put in. I don't, I don't know if they understand the steps that had to be taken, nor the sacrifices, um, nor. Uh, just realizing that right now we are looking at COVID and looking at all of these people filing for unemployment, all of these people losing our businesses um, or losing their businesses. Nobody said anything to us when the internet came along and the record business changed and uh, television even now is being affected and we lost all those bookstores and we lost all those you know, blockbuster video, DVDs, is everything so many people lost because of the internet. And there was no stimulus. There was no bailout. As a matter of fact, people don't realize when you look back 10 years ago, if you really think about it, we were really messed up. A lot of people who just totally lost from the internet, especially in 2010, the internet came along. But remember the, the look at the housing market and people were losing their homes in 07 and 08. And, and, it, and it was horrific. So every 10 years, there's always this shift. And I think, you know, preparing for these different shifts and being able to move forward um, but also being able to remember what, what we know how to do along the way as well and then manifesting it into the new technology as we go along is also important as well. So um, you have to be able to do both and, 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 and you have to keep yourself in the game or you got to try to keep yourself in the game as long as you can, you know. And the I young people are taking it over. No, because you maintain and you're able to really transcend so many different eras the writing then you now you're bringing it visually to us like you're able to just continue to up that bar and stay relevant i think that that's so admirable about you well thank you i don't know if you know um but in 2011 like i said i i lost tremendously um and I explained the how it how it happens and why things happen, but it was also a shift for me um, in losing, um, which is again, I know people are are suffering, and all I can tell you is you have no idea what I've been through and the losses that I've endured and the highs and the lows of my personal journey and the sacrifices and you i mean i cry when i think about the, the the how things have happened in my life but i can tell you this crisis okay crisis will define not only you but the people around you and if you can get through the crisis and keep yourself on firm ground and keep yourself in the folds of of, of faith Okay, and not step outside of faith. Um, if, if you can do that and you can get through your crisis, it will become your reserve and you will be a better and stronger person because of it. And those were the things that, that I've learned. Um, and I hope that I expressed them in Terry's game. Um, but it, it, it has been a journey. And what, like I said, it shifted. Uh, because of things that were happening and I ended up losing my nanny and I ended up spending a lot more time at that point I had already ha I had had a live-in nanny for the first seven years of my kid's life and so after the after the nanny I was no longer there after Lee left and was no longer with me I became much more hands-on as a hands-on mom but again I had resources to be able to be extremely hands-on and this is what took me into a whole nother world. And I actually developed um, Lucas and Brandon's Magical Playroom. Um, I wrote five children's books. I've published two of them. I uh, started doing this project in 2012. And um, by 2015, I was selling 
handmade, not handmade, but I was selling my traditionally self-published that I printed books on the streets of New York. Um, and I ended up, by 2016, I became a vendor with the Department of Education in New York City. And I started going into classrooms, dressing up like Ginger Giraffe, which is like this 12-foot giraffe. She's really big really alive <laughs> I get stuck inside of this freaking costume I can't get it off it's like oh my god oh my god but she has a built-in ice pack and she has built-in fans because you know if I had to put somebody in a costume and go inside the DOE I didn't want them passing out because those mascots are so hot and so she's going to be you know you're going to be just fine in there you're really just fine in there and um, I go into the schools and I dress up like Ginger and I read to the children and everyone goes home with an autographed copy of The Best I Can Be. And nobody knew what I was doing. I received zero accolades. Nobody even had a clue. And all I can tell you is sometimes the things that you do that nobody's seeing you do can be the most rewarding and the most like beneficial to my own life. And so I just want to thank everybody that's helped me um, be a vendor with the Department of Education. It's like one of the most amazing things that I could tell you that I could have did in my life doing that. Um, I didn't. I actually didn't know that you were a vendor with the Department of Education. Like, that's really fascinating to me. Actually. I just became a vendor with the Department of Education. I started, that's when I started receiving, uh, I received a proclamation from New York State Senator Bill Perkins for my work in the community. I've received three citations from Brooklyn Borough President, um, Office of the President, Eric L. Adams. And I've also received a citation from New York State Senator Brian Benjamin for my work in the community. And I've also received from Latrice M. Walker, member of the Assembly, um, New York State Assembly, Certificate of Merit. Um, I received uh, a certificate from her for uh, being uh, its Leaders of Tomorrow, Brooklyn's Epitome of a Woman Black History Awardee. And so it wasn't until I started uh, reading the children, um, going to the community, working in the community. Um, I started doing a lot of, 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 of events where I uh, was mentoring young teen women, um, just spending a lot of time. Um, again, things can always take you on a different course. And so being able to um, work in the community um, read to our small kids, inspire them to uh, want to read and, uh, you know, just share my passion um, with them. Uh, being, it, it's, it's a form of acceptance. I, it, it is beyond anything um, because they're little people and you can't bullshit them and they don't bullshit you. So it, it really meant a lot to me. To, to be able to do that with them. So I have this burning question about the Dutch movie. When is it coming out? I have no idea. Um, I've not received any information regarding that as of yet. Okay. My mom literally was like, you have to ask about the movie. I was like, I totally on. know. I totally <laughs> know. I had tell her... I am over here right now working on a treatment for Deadly Rains and um, one of my other series called Alibi. And so um, I really want to keep things going and continue doing more projects. I love that. I love that you're always continuing to push that boundary and just do more. And you're always like, I like that you don't stay stagnant in your success and you're always achieving more. Like I said, you, it, the children's book didn't bring the financial success like true to the game. It brought a different level of success and the level that I needed at that time. Right now, I'm actually um, 
also working on putting together storyboards and a cartoon. I want to do a cartoon for Ginger Giraffe. She is so fabulous. If you look on my page, um, like right actually at Sherry Woods Books, you'll see her right up at the top. You'll see me kissing my mascot. Um, And then I also have a couple of pages on my page of the children's books. Um, But they're available at terrywoodskids.com. And then I have my terrysgame.com for now. So that's... uh, that's pretty much everything that I'm doing um, between the cartoon, the treatments for uh, the series, um, somewhere between Terry's Games, Deadly Reigns, and Alibi, I'm hoping to get my next situation um, and keep moving forward. So I have this burning question. I know that you, obviously the truth to the game series is movies, and then... We're getting the Dutch movies. Are you, would you ever do your books as like a TV show almost? No, that's what I'm saying. Deadly oh, Reigns, okay. Alibi. As a series. Okay. They're all series. Yeah, they're both, I'm both uh, scripting them out to be series right now. That's what I've been working on. Car- cool. uh, a cartoon for Ginger. Uh, she wants a cartoon. Ginger is so cute. And then. Uh, <laughs> Ginger, Professor Toad Smart, Katie Kangaroo, and Big Bear. And don't get me started because we'll be on them all night. But um, they ha- they have extensive worlds and extensive personalities. Um, so it was quite refreshing to be able to get them out of my system. Um, completely, actually, out of my system. Where I'm now floating back to Alibi because I left Daisy in jail a long time ago. So for anybody who's ever read Alibi, they know where we left Daisy. They know where she's at. And we left her there and we need to save her. The other thing is, is that God knows whatever happened to Angel. I never completed that. So I'm a Pisces. Like, we'll drop the ball and move on to something else. So... The good news is coming, you know, circling back. Um, I circle back a lot. Um, and that's sort of what I'm, I'm doing now. And I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, um, definitely interested in Deadly Reigns, Terry's Game, Alibi, and my cartoon. So those are the things that I focus on right now. And those are the, those are the directions that I'm going in. Um, I only work in twos. So um, I have another project that I'm dealing with and, um, and then I have the treatment. So that's what I'm doing right now. I can only, uh, I only work in two. A friend of mine once told me that, um, you know, for me, because I have so many different things and so many different directions and I can just hop from here and then we can hop over here and we can talk about Daisy and then we could go back to, you know, ginger giraffe and you know and then I'll be over here and then I'll be over there and so I have to try to work in twos to get things done or then what happens is is that I'm all over the place and um, just work in twos write down everything but pick two things that you want to get accomplished get those things accomplished and then move on to the next things on your list if you have a big list like I have a big list so I work in twos that's actually really good advice for me like Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm doing. Like, I'm honestly working on my 2020 taxes and I'm working on the alibi treatment. And so I'm not going to focus on all that other stuff because one, I have the creative force of the alibi situation and staying creative with that. And then I also have the, uh, to break that monotony, um, you know, just playing with numbers and counting and finding every dime and putting everything together for me to present for my tax accountant. So he doesn't build me a lot. I put it all together myself. <laughs> I, I just like to see. I don't want anybody telling me. I know what I made. I know what I did. I don't need you to tell me. So, I, you that. know, I, I've, I've learned a lot over the years. Again, I've been in business for 20 years and you know, I'm sort of old school, so yeah, I want to count. I want to see everything. I don't want you to tell me shit. I'm in school getting it's probably my why I'm not in jail. I'm in school getting That's my probably right the now. reason why. One of my professor always says exactly what you just said. 
Like you need to I'm be telling you involved. now, baby, if you don't, if you think that you're going to, oh, I got all this money and I'm just, I'm not even going to look at anything. I'm just going to turn it over and they'll count everything. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. Okay. Okay, homie. See what that work out for you. <laughs> but at least if you, you need, you need to be in the driver's seat of your business. And you, you know, that, so, so like I said, those are the two things that I'm doing. Once I'm done with that, then I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I'll probably focus on this one treatment and get that out the way and then do another treatment. I love that. I love that. So, and and I'm also thinking about writing a new book this year. It would be Terry's Game Part 2. But this, this book is actually a step-by-step everything behind the scenes of everything that I've learned for authors to know what to do, what not to do, what to have, what not to have, what language you need, what language you need to look out for when it comes to making movies. Because I think we're all going in that direction. As far as authors, uh, you know, for me as a writer, and, and I think for all of the authors out there, one of the biggest compliments is to be able to bring your characters to life through film. And so while that's a great compliment, you really got to know the business. And so just to save my future um, young, smart, intelligent, black women and black men out there for making mistakes or saying, I wish I had known that. Why didn't somebody tell me that? This is going to be that book so that, you know, you'll know everything that I know. You don't have to worry about it. Okay. I love that you're willing to share your wisdom. I love that. Well, this is the thing. I'm a lot older now and I'm, I'm actually a grandmother. I'm going to be 53 in March. And I'm to the point now where I'm looking at... The internet is great, but I just watched Susan Rice, and today she said we are one-tenth, one-tenth of wealth. I think that sort of like means if you have 100% of people, the 90% that are wealthy are the white people. There's like 10% of wealthy blacks. It's like zero out here. The racial divides, the inequities, um, just, uh, um, I mean, look, we were, we were redlined in the sixties. We couldn't even buy real estate. Couldn't have a house. Exactly. So we're all already know. playing catch up. Like she's, listen, like, um, oh my God, I can't think of a name, but I mean, we, we, it's, it's, listen, it was just like playing Monopoly. We ain't even on the board, man. We ain't even got a token out here. And if we get a token, they taking it. And if you're on the board, you ain't got no bread. You're playing with nothing. You got to figure it all out. And so if there's anything that I can do to help the next generation of, um, of young black women and young black men so that they can say, wow, well, you know what? I read series. I knew what to do. I'm, you know, I'm this, I'm that. Or, wow, I know that this could happen to me. Let me do this. Let me do that. Let me pay attention. You know, let me protect this. Let me protect it. Let me do this. Let me do that. And sometimes just knowing or sometimes reading someone else's journey, um, especially if they're willing to share the information with you, doesn't mean anything. And so that's, I think, what we miss, meaning, let me, let me just rephrase that and say it what I mean to say. I can take you to the river. It doesn't mean you're going to drink. I can take you fishing. I can show you how to put the worm on the hook. I can show you how to cast the line. It doesn't mean you'll go back there and do what I told you to do and catch a fish. I can, I can lead you, but I can't make you. And so leading you doesn't scare me. It doesn't bother me. Telling you what to go do, 
I, you don't have to pay me. I don't need your money. I'm fine. But if I can help you fish, oh, then I'm that bitch. I'm that bitch. I didn't just give you some fish. I didn't just feed you something. I taught you how to do it. And the only and thing I ask is the same thing that Patricia Haley Brown asked me when the girl with nobody's perfect said, girl, what is this shit you got? What is this shit? What is this? <laughs> I'm looking at her like, what are you looking for? I'm telling you, I put it in Tammy's game. She looked at me. She looked at me and my book, True to the Game. And I know she wanted to use profanity. What in the world is this? It was like she was holding a turd. You should have seen her face. Girl, what are you doing? You don't even have a barcode. Did you take this on a check writer? Hold up. Is this crazy, girl? Yes, ma'am. You got a problem <laughs> with skills? Excuse me. Who are you talking to? I know she not sitting up here questioning. Excuse me? It's like, no, I didn't say that. Cause she was a, you know, she was a lady of the Lord and everything. I was like, um, yes, ma'am, it, that is crazy glue. And um, yes, I did type my book on a typewriter. Cause uh, I'm sorry, it's 1993. I'm like saying to myself, oh, excuse me, ma'am, you got a computer? Exactly. Where you get money from? It's 1992, ma'am. We ain't got no computers, ma'am. Yes, it's typed. On, yes, the book is typed on a typewriter. Click, click. <laughs> See, you gotta be a determined. You gotta be determined out here. <laughs> Determination. Um, and so she looked at me and said, um, uh, "Take my number uh, and uh, give me a call because you're gonna need a barcode." And I said, "Well, what's a barcode?" She said, "I'm not. I can't do this right now with you, but." We're going to get you a barcode because you can't put, you can't get this book in the stores without a barcode. And so it was just everything along the way, everybody. And this woman let me call her repeatedly about R.R. Balker. I didn't understand what's an ISBN number. What's a barcode? What do I got to do? How do I fill this form out? How do I do this? How do I do? I'm sorry to bother you. Terry, can you not call me in the middle of the night? I'll, I'll call you in the morning. What time you waking up? <laughs> I remember, I'm determined. I'm sorry. Uh, what time you wake up? Okay, uh, I call you after nine. Okay, bye. Her name was Patricia Haley Brown, and when I look back on her, um, when I think about her, I haven't seen her in over probably twenty years. When I think of all the times that she let me call her, all the information that she shared with me. Um, she, and I say, well, you know, what do I owe you anything? I, you know, what do I owe you? And, um, you know, I really appreciate you helping me and telling me what to do. And, um, and she said, Terry, you don't, you don't owe me anything. Just promise me that you'll, you'll, you'll help the next person. So that's on the strength of Patricia Haley Brown. I don't know what y'all going to do, but if you need help or you have, you want to know something, you can email me from Terry's game. I'm here to help you. I'm not going to tell you anything that I don't know. Um, and I think that that is what we're missing um, in a lot of ways as black people. It's easy to rip each other apart. It's easy to dename and defame. You know, it, you have to be able to go out here and, and be a leader. And you have to go out here and help people. People need help. And so you're sitting around and you're looking at the internet and you're thinking everything is okay. I'm here to tell you. I just watched Susan Rice and she said, we are one time funny. Oh, well, we ain't got none. That means we ain't got none. And a handful that do got it. Oh, my God. They just... <laughs> you just think they... They just so blessed. Sorry, you're not. That's not... That's not blessing. That's not a blessing, home. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know what these folks is on right now. So, nah. On the strength of Patricia Haley Brown and her anointed godly self and her book, Nobody's Perfect, and um, the promise that I made that this woman would be so kind as to help me. I can't, I can't extend help to someone else. I think it would be my duty. I love at this point. Yeah, like 
I love, and I just, I love that you're paying it forward. Absolutely. Because we have a whole nother generation of writers and authors and poets and, you know, women who, no offense, but what's her name? What's her little name? Amanda Gorman. Is that her name? Yes. The little poet that just did, was it, wasn't her name Amanda? Was the inauguration? Yes. Right? Yes. Her. I was her publisher right now. <laughs> she need to be publishing her own book for me. I agree. She need to be she need to be like delivering I, that baby. Yes, we don't need no errors out here. And be, and this is and, and let me just say this. You gotta get back into your own businesses gotta build more business out here I know it's hard but the younger generation has to build business and we have to support them and guide them and we gotta show them how to do it and show them the way so that they can compete so that they can build wealth so that they won't get knocked down and this is all I can tell you y'all gotta I don't know this is this is a um this is a very forgiving race right here this we we the most I don't know I'm not saying not to forgive but you gotta build you gotta build and you gotta you gotta you gotta stop thinking that you don't have an enemy out here and I'm sure President Biden and my vice president um, Kamala is about to hold it down. I know that they are, but in the meantime, we got other forces that we got to deal with. Our children, our sons. I can't even send my sons outside right now. I'm scared. I don't want Jesus. Please don't pull mine over. He ain't going to make it home. Oh, goofball be looking for his phone and I, <laughs> anything. They terrible. And so I just don't think that um, we're, we're, we're steadfast in our understanding that we are not each other's enemy. And we have to atone not only how we treat one another, but we have to atone the things that are going on in our communities. But again, we have to be very mindful. You can't tell me. I don't care what nobody say. I say I would. I am just so upset. I had no idea. I thought we was good out here. I ain't know. I ain't know. Oh no, it's not. It's this is bad. So we really need to be. I, listen, what Susan Rice was quoting today? They got us back in the sixties. With Malcolm X and Martin, these numbers are worse than the 60s, where we at financially. I think that the, I'm not sure what has happened with this Internet, but I'm yo, pay attention, young folks. Don't be clear, young folks. OK. Be clear. And so I just think that, you know, we, we have to be mindful in order to help the next generation build. And we have to, we, we really got to be um, smart. We have to uh, lead them. We have to help them. And we have to show them the way. And we cannot afford to sit up here and continue to allow them to go out here and say, oh, well, well, they'll just make mistakes. Oh, they'll figure it out. Oh, they'll learn. No, that's why they behind now. It's up no. to us. It's you up to, to us to teach them. It's up to us to hold their hand and show them and tell them. And so if we don't do it, then we, you know, where, where are we going to be? So imagine if there was somebody, like I said, if there, if there hadn't been all of the wonderful people who came along and held my hand, imagine where I would be right now. If there wasn't the people who came and told me and helped me and guided me, they, they didn't show me no fish. They taught me how to go get some fish, cook the fish, make the fish, and make some side dishes with the fish. We got to teach you how to fish. Not going to sit around and talk about what I got and my businesses. No, nah, I'm not going to sit here and do all that. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to talk about how you can do it too. And what you need to go do if that's what you want. But nah, you ain't got to sit up here and go through all of this and figure it out. No. 
No. That's old school. That's called old school. Miss Woods, you are yes. so insightful. Like, I am really sitting here just, like, soaking it in. Like, wow. Wow. Well, thank you. I've always, like I said, I'm, I'm very, I'm very, very uh, proud of my journey and the things that I've been able to accomplish and the people that have helped me along the way. And I'm so grateful. And like I said, it's my duty. It's our duty at this point. And I know there's a lot of folks that feel like me as well that want to see you guys be successful and you guys win and it's up to us to give you all the tools that you need and to make sure that you're in position to be the next and to be the best and to be the greatest that you can be that's all that this is about at this point shit half of us ain't even gonna be able to go outside in a minute this is y'all young folks world we i gotta make sure y'all know what y'all doing when you go out there so you can compete and that's all it is thank you so much First of all, thank you for no, being with thank to you for talking me. to me. I appreciate oh you. I and tell your mother I said thank you for reading my books and having you in there. You was in there sneaking your little reads, figuring it out. <laughs> you done figured it out. But tell your mother I said thank you, and she's gonna you're gonna love Terry's game. I send you one. I, yes. I forget my you. I'm so ah, I can't wait. Yeah, I'll get one in the mail to you tomorrow. Okay. Okay. So make sure you send me a, um, an email with your address that I should mail it to. Okay, Janine. Okay. Thank you so much, Miss Woods. You have a great one. No, my love. You have a great one, and thank you, and continue doing what you're doing. And I'm so proud of you. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. You're welcome. Bye bye.